what a mighty God we serve. You're an awesome God. Oh, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You are king of kings. You are Lord of lords. You are protector, provider, provider, God, healer, deliverer. We thank you, God, for allowing us to call your name. You are friend. You are Emmanuel, God with us. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are El Shaddai, God. We thank you, God, for being Elohim, El El Yon Adonai. We thank you, Father, for being our love. We thank you for being our peace. We thank you for being our joy. We thank you for being a wheel in the middle of a wheel, God. We thank you for being our redeemer. We thank you, Father God, for being the lifter up of our heads. We thank you, Father, for being our strength. Lord, you are everything that we need and we praise you for it. We give you glory and honor for it in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I come right now asking you to forgive us of all sins, transgression, and iniquity. Clean us up on the inside, oh God, so that it shows on the outside. Let us speak words that edify your body in Jesus' name, that draw people closer to you, God. Let us think thoughts that are lined up with your word, that are pure and just and of any virtue and of any praise, Father God. Let us think on those things. Lord, let what goes into our ears edify us spiritually in Jesus' name. Drawing us closer to you, Father God. Lord, the songwriter said, just a closer walk with thee. But that is our desire, to walk closer to you. We praise and thank you, God. For when we are close to you, God, we can hear you. We can feel your presence. But we thank you, Father God, that when we are close to you, that those around us know that no decision that we are making is going to be on our own, God. They know that we belong to you, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, guiding us to where you would have us to be in Jesus' name. Lord, when we are close to you, we can lift you up and exalt your name, and other people will be drawn to you, Father God. Your word will Always go forth with power in Jesus' name. It will not return unto you, boy, but it will accomplish that which you please and prosper in the things that you've sent it to do, God. So let your word go forth out of us in such a way that someone will want to know you, Father God, in the pardon of their sins. They will not just want to know you, God, but they will want to do your will and your word in Jesus' name. They will want to use your word in their lives, Father God, that it will be uh, leading them and guiding them to all truth, God, down the path that leads straight to you, Father God. We thank you, Lord that we have your character in us in Jesus' name, that we can speak those things that be not as though they are in Jesus' name, that we can look to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing that all of our help comes from you who made heaven and earth, Father God, that we can be made meek and humble in Jesus' name, and we can pray and turn from our wicked ways so that you can hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal this land, Father God. We thank you and pray. 
praise you for being a mighty God, for being a righteous God. We thank you, Lord. We pray right now, Father God, that we can stand in the gap for those who are in the hospitals, Father God, those who are in prison, those who are struggling with their emotions right now, God, for this time of the year is difficult for many, Father God, because of grief and sadness, because of loss of loved ones, Father God, past or present, Father. So we ask you to wrap your loving arms around them, Father, no matter how long ago the hurt had occurred, Father. So we ask you to strengthen them, to comfort them, to let your joy overflow in them, Father God. Saturate your peace on them in the name of Jesus. Put them with family and friends to give them a reason to smile and to laugh. Move the pain, the loneliness right now in Jesus' name. Be with those who uh, are homeless, Father God, that they don't have family and friends to go to, Father. Put them in position where they could be at a shelter or at a soup kitchen where they can feel the love of you, Father, from those who are working there, those who are volunteering in Jesus' name, those who are without homes, Father, God, of their own. They may be living with someone else, Father. Help them to be content in that state and to be grateful that you have blessed them with a place to lay their head, a place where they can rest, Father, God, a place where they can come in. And feel the love of you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for those who have opened up their houses for someone to be able to come and stay with them, Father, so that they won't have to live in a car or on the streets. God, put them on one accord in you. Let them pull their resources together, Father God, so that they have more than enough that is needed, not just for this holiday season, but to make it throughout the new year, Father God, throughout the coming months in the middle of the year, in Jesus' name. Thank you and praise you, God, for having your way, Lord, for the one who does not have their own transportation. God, let them be joyful in walking. Let them be joyful in riding with someone else, God, that they will rejoice in knowing that, yes, Lord, you bless someone else so that they can bless them in Jesus' name. Lord, bless the ones who have to ride the bus. Let them be joyful and witness to the, to the bus driver, to the other passengers on the bus, God. Whether, Lord, those who are in cities with subways, Father God, or any type of public transportation, Father, let them be witnesses on those public transportation systems, Father God, to share your joy, to share your gospel in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for those children who are not with their own families, Father God, the orphans, the ones who have been abandoned, Father God, due to neglect or drugs. Put them with someone that's going to show your love, not just during this season, Father, but throughout their life so that they will know that you are the only true and living God and that you can strengthen them and provide for them, Father God. You are a way maker when it seems like there is no way, God. You are a provider when it seems like our finances are run out or not enough, God. You are bread when we are hungry, God. You are light in the midst of darkness in Jesus' name. You are calmness in the midst of a storm, Father God. We thank you 
In the name of Jesus, you are a bright and shining star. When times are great, God, we thank you for being that in Jesus' name. We glorify you and honor you for it, God. We thank you, Father, for the faith that can move mountains and that we can see things before we see things, God, because we have that faith. We have hope with expectation, believing that you are the way, the truth, and the life, God. And no man comes into the Father but by you. We thank you, Father God, for this year that we have had on this prayer line, Father God, the word that has gone forth to strengthen us throughout these days and throughout these weeks, Father, so that we are able to share it with someone else, encouraging them to come on to pray with us, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you have been our strength, our shield, our buckler, be there for us when we need you, God. Lord, we thank you that even though we may not know who each other is, God, we can lean and depend on one another, praying for each other in Jesus' name. Lord, we for the ones that we haven't talked to or seen in a long time, I thank you, Father God, for allowing us an opportunity to pray there for their strength in you, God. Pray that you would meet their needs, God. Give us words and time to call them, to reach out to them, oh God. To say that they were on our minds, Father God, to say that they were on our hearts so that they know that the love of you for them is still in us in Jesus' name. We praise you, Father God. For the one who the doctors have given up on, that we know that you are a miracle worker, God. And you can turn that situation around in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for delivering from alcoholism, from drug addiction, from prostitution, Father God. We thank you for delivering from that murderous spirit, Father God. We thank you for removing the smallest hurts in us, Father God. We thank you for giving us your forgiveness, Father God. We thank you for removing jealousy and envy in Jesus' name. We thank you for removing the mindset that it has to be our way, God. Let let it be your way, God. Let it be your will in Jesus' name. Let us be appreciative of the family and friends that we do have, Father God. We thank you, Father, for opening the windows of heaven and pouring us our blessings that we don't have room enough to receive, God. We may not have everything that we want and what we desire, God, but you give us what we need, and we praise you for it in Jesus' mighty and matchless name. We thank you for the clothes on our back and the shoes on our feet. We thank you for the food on our tables, God. We thank you for the appliances that we have to keep the food stored in a safe place, God, so that when we're ready to eat it and prepare, prepare to eat it, Father God, that we have it right there in Jesus' name. We thank you, God that we have enough to invite people into our home so that they may dine with us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you have blessed us with neighbors that we can pray for, God. Whether they know we're praying for them or not, God, we ask you to strengthen them to meet their needs in Jesus' name. Lord, and for those neighbors that that don't speak to us, we thank you for them too, God, in Jesus' name. 
Lord, we thank you and praise you that because of us being in our neighborhoods, the gangs, the violence, the drugs that are going on will cease in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that because you're protecting our homes, you're protecting our neighbors' homes, God, where the enemy cannot come in to steal or destroy what you have left in our apartment buildings, Father God, on the blocks that we live in, in Jesus' name. You, the enemy cannot come in to steal where our church homes are, God, where we go to worship and pray with others, in Jesus' name. You cover each of these places in your blood, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for the accomplishments that we have made this year, God, even if it's just more time spending in prayer with you, God, more time worshiping and glorifying you, oh, God, if it's more time to see where you are at work around us, God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, if you have blessed us to stay on a job when people were being fired and laid off, where people, where jobs have been downsizing. God, you kept us and you sustained us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, whether it's healing from a sickness or disease, God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, whether we thought it was a bill that wasn't going to get paid, God, and we got the shutoff notice, God, but you said no, that it will not get shut off. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. We praise and magnify you, God, that you keep our children safe as they go to and from school, Father God. You keep us safe as we go to and from our jobs, Father God. You keep us safe as we go to and forth from the grocery stores, Father God, and from any other place that we have to go to, God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I ask you to be with the one who is going to share your word this morning, Father God. Touch their mouth. Touch their thoughts in Jesus' name. Touch their hearts so that the words that they say come forth clearly in the name of Jesus, that we have hearts already prepared to receive it, minds to understand it in the name of Jesus. And we will give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, bless the Lord, saying this praise. I tell you, prayer always modify, amplify the faith of every child of God. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. On today, we have Bishop Jordan bringing the word of God. Bishop, are you on the line? Yes, I am, Apostle. God bless you, Praise man of God. God bless you. Let the Lord have his way with you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the throne of grace. Father God, we are in agreement with the sisters in praying according to your word. We thank you, Lord God. You said where two or three are in agreement, there you should be established and things will work. And Lord, we thank you that the anointing upon this word will be planted inside the hearts of the men and women that are here, and they will reproduce not just 30, not just 60, not just 100, but 1,000-fold. In Jesus' name we praise you and thank you. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. This is Bishop Quinton of Second Chance Christian Center, and today we are talking about the vocabulary of silence. What did you say? Yeah, I know. The vocabulary of silence. Now, I know where you're coming from. You're saying, what do you mean? I mean, I just need to shut my mouth? 
Well, the vocabulary of silence is not just shutting your mouth. Let me explain how this works. Well, we'll start our scripture off in Romans chapter 8, verses 6 through 11. I'm going to read this out of the King James Version, and it reads, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit that raised him that, uh, from the dead, raised up Jesus from the dead, dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. Now that word says about being carnally minded. And I want to share just for a little short time this morning about being carnally minded. I looked up just a little bit here. Uh, in, in the Greek, sarkaikos, it literally means carnal means to be fleshly. Now, that, that sounds like a common thing. But let me put it in very simple terms. To be fleshly is to be, to be known as a meathead. Hello? To be fleshly is to be known as a meathead. In other words, you're thinking from your body. Okay? Uh, and, and as we look, I was looking at another area, and in the same area of definition, it says to live carnally satisfies the flesh rather than pleasing and honoring God. That's a meathead. That's, that's just eating too much of what's going on. But going back to that very same verse, verse 6 of Romans chapter 8, it says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let's look at that. So we know we're talking flesh here, to be flesh-minded, to be operating. See, most people consider the idea of spiritual warfare, stand on your knees, praying for 19 to 20 hours, and uh, the battlefield is in the mind. And I, I just got finished preaching this past Sunday uh, on agreeing with God to bring the prophecy. See, when you have a tendency, or we have a tendency, to agree with what the world says, we're carnally minded. We're being a meathead. That meathead agrees with what the world says. The meathead agrees with what the world says. I thought you said the topic of this vocabulary of silence. It is. And why is it known the vocabulary of silence? Because you have to learn to shut your mouth until you stop thinking like a meathead. Hello? So we should probably should have turned it to meathead service. No. The vocabulary of silence. Why? Because when Jesus had, was in the, in the trial with, uh, with Pontius Pilate, he kept his mouth shut to a certain period of time. While Jesus was on his cross, he kept his mouth shut until a period of time. While Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he kept his mouth shut for a period of time, until they asked, especially in the Garden of Gethsemane, until they asked who they were looking for. And he said, I am he, and they fell to the ground. He learned the vocabulary of silence. Why? Because he knew if he spoke at the wrong time, he'd speak like a meathead. You don't want to speak like a meathead. You don't want to be defined as a meathead. 
Well, you said that for, for, for Bishop. That's just being cruel. Yes, but let me share with you what a meathead does. A meathead automatically, based off the scripture, puts yourself to death. Verse 6 says, but a meathead, I'm sorry, but a carnally minded man is death. In other words, a meathead. Whatever a meathead constantly thinking about his life, he's actually putting himself to death. Physical death, mental death, spiritual death. Why? Because they're not agreeing with what God says. The rest of that scripture says, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Now, <laughs> if you're not a meathead, and you're, you're being spiritually minded, in other words, you're, being, you're, you're honoring God. Listen, up, you're honoring God. You're satisfying. How do you satisfy and honor God? There's only one way. That is 11, Hebrews 11, 6. For it is impossible to please God without what? Faith. Now, they carry it as an example of what I'm referencing. I know some of you are saying, well, you know, that, that, that sounds pretty good, Bishop. It's pretty cool. I don't know about that. If you were Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, and you were in the midst of being thrown in a fire furnace, and you said, you know what, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, I don't think I should do this. But, you know, if they were thinking as a meathead, they would have bowed down. Hello. And they would have not said, you know, King, if it be so, if you could put us in there, we don't care. We don't care. See, they were spiritually minded, spiritually minded. They weren't meathead. Well, you know, that just doesn't make any sense here. Well, let me carry on a little bit further. We're talking about the vocabulary of silence. This is the greatest time of year for Christianity. We think about, uh, according to the book of Luke, we think about what, uh, when, when the angel came and spoke to Mary. The angel came and spoke to Zechariah. Let me share with this. The angel came and spoke to Mary and said, fear not. Da 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 da. If you you will you will be uh, filled with the Holy Ghost will come upon you and a child will be born conceived inside of you and his name should be called Jesus. They, Mary said she agreed with the angel. Mary said, "I don't know a man." She didn't say it's not possible. She just said, "I don't know a man." Okay, and then she agreed with the angel. She agreed with the angel. Now. She could have learned the vocabulary of being a meathead and said, you know what, she could have kept pushing that issue. I don't know a man, and I ain't never been with a man, and I don't know what you're talking about. You look, Angel, you ain't even real, so you might want to back up out of my presence. Okay, she could have been a true meathead and messed up the whole thing, but she didn't. She agreed with the angel because the words from the angel came from God, all right? Now, Zechariah, on the other hand, he was the high priest. He's, it was his time to serve inside the Holy of Holies, and he's in there. The angel comes to him, and he said, you know, I'm too old. Uh, you know, look, Elizabeth's old, I'm old. We're a bunch of old, dried-up prunes. Ain't nothing happening. The angel said, you know what, because of your unbelief, we're going to shut your mouth. He had to have the vocabulary of silence. Why? Because he was a meathead. He was thinking in the flesh. God doesn't want us to be meatheads. Hello? God doesn't want us to be meatheads. You know, we always quote that phrase of the scripture. What is it? Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 37. It says, for with God all things are possible to those that believe. We always quote Mark 9, 23. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to those that believe. Isn't that amazing? 
We will talk about that as soon as a crisis comes upon us. Soon as, you know, uh, you know, especially when sickness comes upon us. Or uh, some people are, are, are going into a, a, a incarceration situation, okay? Or let's back up just a little bit. Some people say it don't take all of that to be able to live this Christian life, such as what is all of that? Praying in the spirit. What is all of that? Spending time in his word. What is all of that? Going to prayer meeting. What is all of that? Being on talk show. What is all of that? Reading the word out loud. What is all of that? Having a Bible study with your Holy Ghost each and every day. What is all of that? Spending time with the Father and having a full conversation like you hear me talking to you right now. That's what all of that is. And what is all of that? It's also checking out the presence of God and fasting. And that's all of that. Some people say it don't take all of that. But you know what? When you're in a time of crisis, all of a sudden it takes a whole lot and more. Why? Because you're being a meathead operating in flesh. See, being a meathead will cause you to die. Being a meathead will cause your lifespan to shorten. Sickness, disease, worry, going to death. The scripture says, Mark 11, 23, 24, you can have what you say, but most of us say, oh, no, 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 I don't believe in all of that. No, I don't believe in all of that. But Jesus said through his brother in the book of James, he said, out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. These things are not to be. In other words, he said all the meat stuff you saying is a curse to yourself because you are not learning the vocabulary of silence. Man. That's just mean, Bishop. That's just mean. I don't think I'm a meathead. Well, guess what? Each and every day, we all become meatheads at the wrong time of day. What does a book of Proverbs says? Uh, a mouth that's always talking gets us in trouble. Hello? Now, that was my, my paraphrase, but you, you get what I'm saying. If you're constantly running your mouth, just talking, yada, 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 yada. If somebody asks you a question, all you need to do is answer, what did Jesus say, yes or no? Well, we've got to add everything else to it. Well, you know sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so, well, you know so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. That's being immediate. Nobody asks for your immediate conversation. Stay out of it. That's the kind of stuff that puts people to death. That's what the scripture says. Well, you know, that's just not fair. I, I don't agree. You know, those thoughts come up, Bishop. They really do. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I also get what's, uh, what 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3 through, through 5 says. And let's look at that really quick. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Let me, let, let me translate it for you. For though we walk in a meathead, we do not war as a meathead. Hello, the vocabulary of silence. You've got to learn to shut your mouth until your words line up with what God's word says. It says, for our verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not being a meathead, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How? Casting down imaginations. See, we have even meathead imaginations. Well, that's just, that, Bishop, that, you're, you're just being cruel. No, I'm not being cruel. I'm talking about hitting it right between the eyes. Why? Because some of us right now, if we don't get it together, we're going to die physically before our time. 
because we're not casting down those imaginations in our mind of losing our house, of losing our car, of losing our job, of, of, of dying because of cancer, of dying because of other things. You say, well, you just, you're just being too hard. No. The scripture, if we took it that seriously, then we'd understand God doesn't want us to die. God doesn't want us to be poor. God doesn't want us to have all kinds of these issues all because of our mouth. Learn the vocabulary of science. Casting down imaginations of every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought, every thought, every thought. See, thought, mehead thought gets us in trouble. Mehead thought gets us in trouble. But bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ or the obedience of the anointing, how are you going to get that way? By learning the vocabulary of science, learning to keep your mouth in line with the word of God. What did, what did the prop, the, the, the psalmist said? He said, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. In other words, you're going to talk some things that you don't want to talk until you line up your mouth. Oh, I hope you got it. You don't want to be a meathead. You definitely don't. Why? This is a vocabulary of silence. And as Jesus would have said, he said, you can have what you say. This has been Bishop Quinton, the Second Chance Christian Center Talk Show. It has been a blessing. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Bishop. Hey, that's the word of the Lord. Listen, Peter was a meathead. Running his mouth. Said some things his body could not cash. I'll take care of you, Jesus. But when it got time to do it, he denied the Lord. Hey, the word of the Lord is powerful. Don't need no explanation to it. It's plain and simple. We need to guard our mouth because it can cause us to get in serious trouble. Hey, but up till Thursday morning. Tell a neighbor, friend, let's get on this prayer line and let's seek God and pray one for another. Strength, common unity, and the power of God together. This is your apostle Keith Brooks for Thursday morning. I love you. Let's pray for one another. And guess what? Don't get excited, too excited about Christmas. Let's love it. Let's remember the focus of it is Jesus. Remember, it's Jesus who calls this great season till Thursday morning. I'll see you then. I'm out. God bless you.